All right. Welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. I am joined today by my white friend, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. (laughs) How are you feeling today on a scale of zero to black? On a scale of zero to black, I just understood and belly laughed at a joke about the police, the band. (laughs) So pretty white today. (laughs) Yeah, and I made that joke, so I don't know. (laughs) Even whiter. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm I'm feeling all right. I, I am sweating to death in my apartment uh, because as I've mentioned on the show before, the whites don't like the heat. We're not mm-hmm. doing good. Yeah. But yeah. on a scale from zero to African-American, how are you doing today, Crystal? Okay. I am, I, I'm feeling like Queen Latifah. Yes. Sitting on a, on, on an exercise bike, pretending to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Good question. In, in somebody else's home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick, quick question. Uh, white babies, ugly or cute? <laughs> this movie is highly anti-white baby. Um, pro-braid, anti-white very, baby. Yeah, very pro-braid. Yeah. We'll get to the white babies when we get to it, but when she first of all, that picture is terrible. Yeah, like, why would you keep that family photo? It was it awful. <laughs> it was awful, and I can't believe that she was like, "Oh, these people." She's probably never had to do anything a day in her life. I'm like, she needs to buy a new outfit first of all. First, thing. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, where are they now Um, (laughs) uh, and the voice you just heard is a very special guest hilarious comedian originally from Chicago Winter Spears welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me I was telling uh, Crystal before we started Paige that I was so thirsty to be on this podcast (laughs) at the beginning of the quarantine I was gonna watch set it off and I said no because what if I get invited to be on Black Card Rehab? I need to have a thing. She's like, they already did five heartbeats. I can't do that. I, I gotta have something new. One. Right. <laughs> well, and how are you feeling today on a scale of zero to black? Well, I, I laughed at that sting joke and I've been like four sting <laughs> concerts. So you tell me. <laughs> you, you knew Stuart Townsend's name. Yeah, right, I was surprised. Right. right, right. It was, yeah, it was not, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> um, well, and tell people about the live show that you have. Oh, so we do a show called uh, The Shoutout Show, and it's once a month. It's the first Thursday of every month on Dynasty Typewriters platform. It's all about spreading joy and positivity, uh, the things that we find during the week, uh, during the month that make us laugh, that uh, make us think that we're excited about. We tell people about it in an hour-long show. And then we also have guests on to tell us about the the sayings and and things that motivate them. Awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's great. You guys check it out. Um, And Winter, tell us what we're going to be talking about today. So today we are talking about the 1996 heist movie set it off with Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, Vivica Fox, and introducing a very new to movies, Kimberly (laughs) Elise. Yeah. (laughs) And okay, let's, let's start with why had you never seen this movie? <laughs> okay. First of all, let's talk about how much I love Blair Underwood because Oh my god. First yes. of all, I have loved yes. uh, I have been in love with Blair Underwood since uh LA Law. And um so that's there first of all, the him, him alone is the reason I would have seen this movie. When I yeah. looked up when the movie came out, the movie came out in November of 1996. And that was my yeah. first semester of my first year in college. I was oh, like, oh, you were distracted. Okay, got it. That's why I didn't see it. I was fully expecting that story to go a different way. And you, for you to be like, it was November of 1996. And I was in a coma for two months. Uh, that's that's the only reason I would have missed anything with Blair Underwood in it. Otherwise, you I would have correct. made the time. Honestly. <laughs> 
that's pretty much how I would describe my first year of college. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so you were you were busy. Um, I was and- <laughs> busy. I I can tell you my Blair Underwood story. I can tell you it now, or I can save it for you. Oh, please oh, tell no, I yeah, tell us now. Tell it. Okay, so when I first got to LA, a friend of mine invited me to uh, the opening night of Blues for an Alabama Sky starring, believe it or not, Robin Gibbons. So Mm. she was in it. um, Dwayne Dwayne Wayne from um, Different World was in it. it. Okay, so she invites me to this thing. And I go there and it is like all of Black Hollywood is there. Um, I think Debbie Allen was there. I think Cheryl Lee Ralph was there. My head was spinning. So I'm standing in the middle of, you know, you know, Pasadena Playhouse, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. So Pasadena Playhouse, you know, they have that beautiful, huge piazza before you walk into the theater. Yep. So I'm standing on the stairs waiting, like in the piazza, waiting for my friend to get there. And who do I see walking through the seas that seem to have parted for him? But Blair Underwood. Wow. <laughs> so- Towards you. So he's just walking and I and I and I took and I'm usually not this person, but it was Blair. So I literally called out to him, Blair, and he walked out <laughs> like you're on a first name basis, right? Because I think it was, I think he thought he might have known me because there were so many famous black people there. <laughs> and he walked over to me and and I very and I managed to put words together and told him how much I admired him and I admired his career and how I had almost gone to Carnegie Mellon because he went there and like I just sort of detailed his career to his face and he couldn't have been more lovely he couldn't have been nicer he was like you're so sweet tell me your name he gave me a hug oh my god guys guys i love him so much so the moral (laughs) of the story is address celebrities by their first name yes they think they know you they think they 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 know you you. they'll be too (laughs) afraid to act like they don't know you i did the same thing to david (laughs) strathairn But that was in Philadelphia when I was in college. I did the same thing to David Strathairn. Oh, man. You just, David! No, if I was out with a friend of mine, he was doing a show at the Wilma Theater, which was across the street from my school. And I said, there he is. That's David Strathairn. He's like, I bet you won't call him. I go, David. And he walked over. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're so wild. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm thinking about it. and, And I'm not famous. But, like, if I was at an event and someone just called my name, I would feel too bad to admit that I did not know someone. Um, and I would yeah. probably come over. It's a brilliant mm-hmm. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because they're like, do I know them? Have I met them before? Maybe. I mean, a lot of people. Together? Yeah. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a long period of my life where, well, I mean, it was before a comedy where I used to pride myself in, like, really remembering most of the people that I, like, you know, been around with for at least some period of time. And so I, because of that, like I carried that arrogance with me into comedy. And then at some point there was a tipping point at which it was impossible for me to remember people and they were remembering me. And I was like, Mm, they would. Be, I was like, mm, I don't. I remember everybody. I would have remembered, and then I would go home, and I would be like, Oh no, they were right. Like, I forgot them. I forgot them. So sorry. But you meet what eight to fifteen people at each show. You do four or five shows a week. You're yeah. never going to remember all those people. Yeah, no, but I wasn't never. at the point where I had the humility to admit that. <laughs> I I had to I had to argue that point on another podcast like two days ago where we were reviewing a movie where one character had like seen another character at an event and I was like that character would never remember and they were like what are you talking about I was like I don't remember open micers (laughs) and they were they were like that's really mean I was Mm. like no it's not and then I remembered. Yeah, I was like, then I remember they weren't comics, and I was like, oh, you don't know. Oh, oh right. have you been it's to four hundred open mics? No, yeah. you do not remember. <laughs> They're all named Alex. What am I supposed right. to do? Right, it's Alex and Kevin. Those are the two people. Yeah, 
<laughs> and they're and they're both women sometimes. Thanks, um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yes. Um, all right. Well, let's get back to this movie. Um, Paige, this was your first time seeing it too. This was my first time seeing it, but as as I kind of mentioned before the show, this is my first time seeing this movie, but not my first time basically seeing this movie. Yes, you've seen it. So wait, what are the other movies that are essentially this movie? Here's what drove me nuts, is that I felt like I'd seen this movie a million times, and then I was like, what movie is, like, what exact movies are this? I And I felt, I got a lot of hus- like Hustlers vibes from okay. it, even though there's no strippers. I see that. I, I think that's probably the most recent one that I was like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, but then could not remember the titles of any of the other ones that I've seen. I'm like, there's the one with the cheerleaders and the masks and they did that. <laughs> and then there's the other one. Um, but I feel like it's, this is a straightforward bank heist movie is essentially. Sort of, sort yeah. of, because I feel like there was also a little bit of boys in the hood in it. Yes. From when the brother got killed. Right. And, and when the, when the kid gets taken away and um, when Queen Latifah mm-hmm. finally gets to play her true self. Yes. Right. I was like, most believable romantic uh <laughs> relationship in a movie thank you queen latifah <laughs> she's great in this so mm. authentic <laughs> i think my biggest realization with this movie is that i i knew jada pinkett was short mm. but until <laughs> right now i don't think i realized exactly how short she's very how, diminutive very diminutive very and I was like, either she is a leprechaun or <laughs> Queen Latifah is a giant or the truth <laughs> is somewhere in between. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, she's very small. Um, so I, uh, surprise, surprise, I had seen this movie before. Really? Um, so Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure it came on TNT. Somewhere where characters are welcome. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And I watched it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did watch it again. And um, I I I loved it again. I, I love this movie. As I can tell you, first, let me say, I was I didn't I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. Yeah. And seriously, when when Queen Latifah lit that cigarette. Right before she drove into the cops, I was literally mm. crying. And then mm-hmm. when they played that song when she was getting shot, tears. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I love this movie. I love this movie. And also, surprisingly enough, you know, like they drop in the middle of this movie is surprisingly within the movie within the movie is also there's also a pretty woman in the middle of this yes, movie. Yes, 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 yes. The pretty woman moment when he and takes in her it. outfit. I loved it. I thought it was great. He's like, I think we can do better than that. Let's. Um, and I was like, okay, I see your pretty woman moment. I see you. I see you. I, I enjoyed that pretty woman moment, but enjoyed considerably less the earlier pretty woman moment where she has to sleep with that really gross dude. Ooh. Oh my goodness. And if I can tell you that guy, Charles Robinson, he, I know him as Mac from Night Court. He was the. Oh, that's why. Right. Yes, he was, Oh my God, I was he wondering was why Harry's he He was Harry right. That's what I know him from. So to see him play a villain, I was like, "What's happening right now? What is happening, Charles?" Charles, what? what? Oh man, Mac on Night Court. How could you do this to her? Oh man, that is true. I did. He yeah, did I was, look familiar, and I, now that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Oh, and what about the unexpected Dr. Dre cameo? Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I mean, the acting there—that was the only acting in the in the movie. I was like, hmm. <laughs> could have used a class. Could have used a class. <laughs> I I had a. I had a hot second where I was like, is that Dr. Dre? And then the acting started and I was like, of course that's Dr. Yeah. Dre. <laughs> oh, and you know, the director of the movie played his henchman, right? The guy yes. in the, hat, the black hat. That was F. Gary Gray. Yes. And who also directed Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um. Well, g- let's go briefly back to the moment where the pretty woman moment where he gives her a dress. Now, I don't know how many times you guys have shopped for an evening gown, but 
every time I have shopped for an evening gown, the woman selling it to me has not also been wearing an evening gown. <laughs> no, um, I don't know if you saw case. this. <laughs> never been the case. Never been the case. Oh, well, I was like, what? Okay. I was like, is she going? I was like, is she going to the party? Yes. <laughs> the last, the last couple evening gowns I've purchased have not been like full length. It's been more like cocktail-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of my weird boob measurements, I usually buy from like retro stores. So it does feel like they're that dressed up, but it's just because they're dressed like they're from the past. Oh, sure. Uh, but if you like walk into a JC Penney's, I'm not expecting somebody to be like in a rhinestone floor length gown with a slit being like, yes, right this way. I'll get a fitting room started for you. It was hilarious. I was like, is she is 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 she going to the party after work? Is that what's happening? No. What's happening? Can Could you imagine be, I guess. a full eight hour shift in that in evening wear? Oh my no. god. Oh, I would shoot someone. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've kind of been sharing about it, but let's let me just ask you, what were your overall thoughts of the movie? So I, 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 I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. There were some things that were tonal that like, there were things that I loved. Like I loved when they did the Godfather moment, when they were all at the yeah. chair, when they were that all was sitting on the huge table, that was hilarious. I loved that. I loved the moment when, uh, but here's what, here's what, the moment where uh, Queen Latifah puts the gun in Jada Pinkett's face and then Jada Pinkett apologizes to her. I'm like, no. She put a gun in your face. That yeah. is not how that should have gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Paige, what about you? I am here for the camaraderie and the yes. chemistry of the girls. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what makes this movie for me because personally from like a, a film school person standpoint, I feel like I could cut a half hour out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And just pace it a little bit faster. And I do think tonally, sometimes it has some strange shifts where it's very serious and it's very boys in the hood and it's rough. But then there's these great moments of comedy that are just like so fun. And I think I I think there could be a way to blend those a little bit better and a little more seamlessly. And I think cutting some stuff out of the movie would do that. And um, there were so many things. There were a couple things that I was like, okay, did we need all of that? Like, did we need the dead yes. brother and the poison baby? That seemed like a lot. <laughs> I, I was yes. like, do we need both of those things? And then I wanted it to be, uh, like you were saying, I wanted it to be either purely a heist movie or either purely, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think, I think part of the reason we get, first of all, both the shot brother and the poison baby is to give everyone a, a purpose to join the heist so that yeah. they've got basically nothing to lose. Yeah. But then there was a part of me also that I was like, after the brother got shot, I was like, well, why is Jada Pinkett still doing There this? you go. That was my question. I was <laughs> like, you gave away the, that was the reason they were doing the heist, right? Yeah. Or she's like, I don't have to pay for college now, but I'm going to go. Like, I, I don't know what I... But and seriously, when she yeah. slept with that gross dude to get that money, and he wasn't going to college, I wanted to kill him. Oh my god! Oh, I, I wanted to kill him. him. Yeah, I was like, "Can I kill him?" Oh my god! <laughs> she just sternly lectures him and then rips up that check. But I, I was just like, sh- "I would yeah. beat the crap out of him." <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you to the old guy, and now you have to sleep with him so we can give the money back. <laughs> right. So the funny thing is, is that it took me a minute to figure out, to realize that that was his sister. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I actually thought that she was playing a mom again. And I was like, oh, is this, is this the continuation of Menace to Society? (laughs) 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 This is what happened. Yeah, it literally works as a (laughs) follow-up. Another movie I have not seen, Menace to Society. Yeah, that was an interesting. This is better than Menace to Society. It's better. Yeah, I love the sisterhood in this movie. I really do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't understand why Queen Latifah's girlfriend never talked. I didn't get that. That Yeah, they didn't have the budget. Um... (laughs) (laughs) She was she was only a day player. (laughs) Like I was like, not one word, not one word, not a word. Well, and then Jada Pinkett goes over to get like another glass and like asks her a question is just like hey how are you doing and i thought did not respond 
did not respond. And then we also, we found out, we find out that her name is Ursula. And I was like, how she got the craziest name and and Cisco hair. And she's not even going to talk to anybody. I I wanted her to talk so bad. I wanted her to talk so bad. Yeah. at the very end, that would have been like we get yeah like, something like we cut to something. Queen Latifah's funeral, and she's just like, "I have so much to say," and and then somebody <laughs> cuts her off. We just never hear the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was outraged that she never spoke. Outraged. I so I love this movie. Um, honestly, personally, the only thing that is wrong with this movie to me is uh, how few times they actually say the phrase, set it off. Yeah. Um, that's like the only twice, thing right? that's wrong. They Only twice. Only twice. I was yeah, like, I, I need, I could have done with at least five more, five more. <laughs> I was like, only twice. And each time it was said, it wasn't cheesy at all. I was like, oh. no i love this movie like you guys were saying i love the camaraderie i really love that the writers um the director like they're invested in these characters enough to give all of them believable motivations yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love that um they're really hard to watch because they're really real and you know like they're present and dealing with like issues of racism and mm-hmm. systemic injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it, it feels different than like other movies were just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about maybe just like seeing it, other people just like they fell on hard times. Like that doesn't feel like what this feels like. It feels like a story also about like injustice, you know, and the system. And I also love that they got the guy from Scrubs to be the face. Thank of you. I was like, if this, if this Jan, if this fucking janitor from Scrubs, is he not a doctor? Oh, he is the head doctor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, think about it. I like to think that he became a doctor after this movie, and that's why he's so jaded. <laughs> <laughs> And there were so many great cameos from people I haven't seen in so long. Um, uh, now, the woman who played the uh, the social worker, Anna Maria mm-hmm. Harsford. Oh, yeah. I know her from Amen. From sure. The uh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I love that show. Mm-hmm. And then Ella Joyce, who played uh, Detective Waller, who was opposite John McGinley. She's a stage actress from Chicago, fellow Chicagoan, and she actually did a play called Crumbs from the Table of Joy with a friend of mine that I saw in Chicago at the Goodman in 2006. Wow. How was it? It was really good. It's an excellent play. So it's more like a whole loaf instead of crumbs? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been stuck at home making bread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. yeah so what was your yeah what was what were your other favorite moments from this this film what does this film do right okay when she drove that car through the bank that was amazing (laughs) it was fantastic i loved that part i loved that that was such a like there's always like a quintessential like big car moment like that moment was great and the moment that they were driving backwards while queen latifah was shooting the gun that was Which ugly. when I saw that, I was like, I live around the corner from there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Isn't it weird to see your own landmarks in a movie? Yeah. It, was Absolutely. So crazy to, it was so crazy to see so much of LA and be like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Oh, I know where that is. Oh, I know where that is. Because they shot the um, the scene with uh, the, the, where it, uh, the party, the bank party. That was shot at the Biltmore Hotel. Mm. that's i work a crawl back when i had an office uh (laughs) our downtown (laughs) office was literally just kitty corner from the biltmore because we Mm -hmm. we work in the deloitte building Mm -hmm. so they like in uh captain marvel they like blew up a train in front of our office but then anytime something's at the biltmore i'm just like oh that's weird i walk past that every day (laughs) (laughs) um 
Yeah, I love the well, and when she backs up the car and that that backflip that that Asian chef does over the table. Oh my goodness! I almost rewound that. I was like, "That's pretty dope." (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) I I felt a little weird about it because I was like, "Are they saying that all Asians can do karate and (laughs) backflips?" But then I'm like. It felt less karate. It felt less karate and more like, "Mm, I'm limber. This will help me get out of this situation. Like, (laughs) I just felt like that man was trying not to get hit by that car. He was like, let me me make this work. Um, I thought Jada's acting in this was wonderful. She was so good. She was so good, especially like the scenes when she was with the, like when she was sort of trying to balance what she was uh, exploring with Blair Underwood and then all the stuff she was going through with her girlfriends and the, and the bank heist and all that stuff and sort of the turmoil of that. I was like, Oh my God, girl, do the right thing. Do the right thing. And when she <laughs> called him, when she called him to get him out of the bank, I was like, I was, cause I was like, Blair cannot die in this movie. What is happening? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And when she called him, I was like, oh, she got him out of the bank because she loves him. Yeah. I thought it was a little strange that they basically all dress like Jada to rob banks. <laughs> right. The Where outfits- I was like, they're going to recognize her because that's what she just actually looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the one that he recognized in the video. When they showed him the video and his face, he was like, uh oh you could see yeah. on his face he knew exactly who it was i have to imagine that he looked at those videos and was just like i recognize her but there's four of her you know what i didn't see coming when luther stole the money i didn't see that coming oh luther I that was a great character coming. too that was mm-hmm. I. I love that he doesn't mess with three people in this world the i's the r's and the s's <laughs> I was like, damn straight, Luther. Damn straight. <laughs> also, how funny that like he immediately went to Rolex and white women when he got the money. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, really, Luther? Really? Really, Luther? If you had any uh, sense, you wouldn't even be in town anymore. You would be gone. Just rollies and white titties. That's, oh that's the goodness. life that he's trying to live. <laughs> Oh, what a bland, bland, <laughs> punctual life. <laughs> oh, guys, did you know that Blair Underwood almost did not take the role in this movie? Why? Why is that? Okay, so I listened to, I, I, I've told you about my obsession with Blair Underwood. So yes. I was listening to him on a, on a, on a different podcast and he was talking and they were basically fangirling like I fangirl about him and they were basically detailing his career to him. So at one point he said, you know, I almost didn't take the role and set it off. And he said he read the first five pages and he was like, <laughs> mm, I don't think this is for me. And he passed on it. And he, he passed on it. And then his agent called him and she's like, so you're not going to take the F. Gary Gray movie? And he's like, eh, I don't think it's for me. She's like, did you read the script? He's like, I read the first five pages. She's like, read the whole thing and call me back. So <laughs> he, he read the whole thing and then he decided to do it. Yeah, that's oh. that's interesting. Isn't I it? wonder if, because I'm thinking of like what's in that first five pages and I'm wondering if he thought that the like the people that got shot in that first heist, if he was like, they want me to be the bank teller. This guy only makes it through page two. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's like, no, I'm not wasting my time with that. But yeah, but Blair, <laughs> Blair came through. He came through in the crunch. I also loved the En Vogue song over the Blair Underwood uh, Jada Pinkett love scene. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot God. to. I forgot about the full ass crack. Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, that that oh. silver chains were being dragged through for some reason. Um, oh, oh wow, that was a lot. I was like, okay, okay, that's where we are, people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's En Vogue. You can't go wrong with En Vogue. You can't. You can never go wrong with En Vogue. Anything right. you do to an En Vogue song is oh so right. Oh so right. <laughs> and if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. Um, okay, so earlier on in the movie, um, when is it Stevie? Is that her brother? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes over to his friend's house and like they're and then his friend forces him to get a haircut mm-hmm. by the woman that they're with that's in the house. Mm-hmm. She has just finished painting her nails. This is so rude. Like men are so rude. I could not. Uh, I was so upset. I was like, she, we just saw her blowing them. She literally just finished her nails. Like how is she supposed to do this man's hair? Right. I was upset. Right. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the bigger hair crime is Jada's wig when they're at the graduation party. Oh yeah, the the beginning, yeah. Like a plastic shake and go, yeah. (laughs) It was it was not a but it was not a good wig moment, but I feel like it was a party, so maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, and you know, Vivica Fox notoriously, you know, has her own wig line. She does. Um, She does have her own wig line. It's a it's huge. Um Mm -hmm. Uh, to me, a lot of them look alike, um, <laughs> and a lot of them look like the hair she had in the smoothie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all made out of real fucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. um, <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie was uh, when Dre offers her a gun and she picks it up and says... We ain't robbing stagecoaches. <laughs> that was a fantastic line. That was so great. That was fantastic. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I love that Queen Latifah didn't need a reason to rob banks. I love that she was just like, oh, yeah, we should just do it. Just why not? She didn't need a reason. She just needed a crew. That's all she was Yeah, no, for. 100%. She's my favorite, favorite character in this movie. She yeah. is. She and really I, is. I just love Queen Latifah. Uh, right. So I hear no arguments. But also... Right. Because literally she needs no reason. And then she goes out of her way to convince the other ones. Where yeah. Like after TT loses her, her kid to child services, or at least when they first take it away, she's like, you know what you got to do. As if your first thought after like, I lost my kid. Oh no. Is like, I should commit more crime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you got to do. And I was like, wait, are we overreacting? <laughs> she could just get her baby back. And then we could see where we are. And that would have been the perfect time to say for somebody else to fill it in with set it off. Like that's it's right there. I was like that's that's where Queen Latifah should have come in and shake it like shook her and been like, you know what you need to do? Let's set it off. Like that's what it should have been. That would have been the moment. That would have been the moment. And Queen Latifah looked legit stealing those cars. I'm I'm curious. How many cars did she steal in this movie? And why? (laughs) At some point, I was like, this this is gratuitous. Like (laughs) nobody needs that many stolen cars. But remember, every time they did a bank heist, they had to have a stolen car because they didn't want their car to be. So every time they they had to steal a car every time they were over the bank. Which brings it up to Grand Theft Auto as well as Grand Theft Larceny for the bank robbery. Exactly. Uh, just exactly. adding times onto the sentences. But <laughs> I have you know, to imagine. You knew at the beginning of this movie, Queen Latifah was not going to jail. You knew that. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I liked to picture that her internal monologue was just like, cast Nicolas Cage in 60, <laughs> gone in 60 seconds. Like, or <laughs> she was just like, this should have been me. Hilarious. I could steal a car. Look how natural <laughs> I look. Exactly. Well, and I, I love how they kind of got shaken down um, over the fact that she just like disrespects other people's music choices. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how they got her fingerprints is that she keeps throwing their music out of their cars. <laughs> <laughs> We can't figure figure out who's robbing these banks, but whoever they are, they hate Hoobastank. Right? (laughs) I love that that was, I love that, that those moments of comedy when she was like, nope, nope, nope. I loved that. I thought it was so great. Now, the only way it would have been better is if she had changed the radio and it was Queen Latifah and she was just like, yeah. And she left it on her own song. 
Especially if it was like you and I T Y. Yes. You and I T Y. Or that condom song. Yes. <laughs> what is it like? Ladies don't something. They, or something they thang thang ladies or something. Yeah, make them oh, thang thang. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> So when we walked in and we we went into Blair Underwood's house, you know, I mean, I know this was like L.A. then, but I was like, don't you dare have that much square footage and fix your <laughs> mouth to say it's not much. When like, you said that, I, I cannot. Like, have you seen the other places that people are living in L.A.? Do you not know what you're comparing it to? <laughs> I paid $2,000 a month for a closet. Yeah. And that had the nerve to have like beautiful French doors that open. I was like, you gotta be kidding me with this. I was like, can I move in there right now? What is <laughs> Is this rent controlled? Right. Right. <laughs> I I recently started watching um Selling Sunset. Oh, oh yeah. wow. And I, I was yeah. watching those homes and I was like, wait, am I homeless? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Oh my, <laughs> oh, oh my god man. yeah that apartment was just and just did you see the beautiful like the the very casual like artistic lay of the rugs they worked yeah. great and i was like is, what is, is that is that i was like what kind of rug is that that is so beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> a man with taste a man wants to expand your mind I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's the way that he played it. Um, I can see a way that this character, the way it's written on the page could be um, patronizing. Right. But he, he, it's Blair Underwood. You know what I mean? Yeah. He adds mm-hmm. such levels of empathy and um, relatability to it that I was just like, yeah. He's so charming and just so like you want to you want to kind of hate on him because, you know, he went to Harvard and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but he's just he's just so nice. And he's like, no, I want you to take me to some place that you would go. I want you to take me to your hood and we want to go. I want to go to dinner. I'm like, well, Blair Underwood is good. He wants to go experience your life. Stoney, take him to get some food. Yeah. What kind of name is Stoney? Well, I, I think it has to be a nickname, right? Yeah, but we right. found out everybody else's like full name, right? We never found out hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and there is that one scene where they're all smoking together on the rooftop, and part of me is mm-hmm. like, well, why is her nickname Stony then? Because mm-hmm. clearly everyone's <laughs> yeah. a little Stony. <laughs> <laughs> and Queen Latifah's the one rolling for everyone, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what were, what were the problems? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but what were the problems with the movie? Okay. So why did they only steal $12,000 the first time? I'm like, that's not enough to pay a lawyer. What are we doing? (laughs) There are, there are four of you. You only got $12,000. You couldn't get one lawyer with that. Well, here's what's weird. I think that might be a kind of a realistic amount because they didn't rob the vault. They mostly just robbed the tellers. Right. And tellers only keep like two to five hundred dollars per till and then change it out anytime they get over that by any certain amount. Um, so it might be that. That's why like it's not a good idea to rob retail stores or restaurants or like a bodega because mm-hmm. the registers never have that much cash in them. You mm-hmm. got to get the safe. So maybe that was it. Right. But you're right. Uh, they needed to rob like three more banks I was like, to make it I was worth like, it. All, I was like, already, I'm mad because I'm like, that's not enough money. Yeah. Um, there was one thing that I, I was thinking about too, is that like, I feel like um, between the four of them, like, I feel like they had enough street smarts and intelligence to the point that like, and, and I know that they were all pushed, you know, to the brink and they were all in desperate circumstances, but I feel I just feel like one of them would have kind of, um, you know, been wise enough or smart enough to see the ways that like they could be like, you know, being trailed or like some, you know, they were onto them, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the movie did a good job of distracting, um, you know, kind of towards the end, moving it f- along fast enough to where you can just see that they're just so desperate. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Uh, like the things that they're missing that they're doing, like 
they're kind of, I don't know. I, I mean, not that I've robbed anything, but it, they feel very regular, regular textbook, you know, type things that they missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wear some damn gloves when you're picking on somebody's music. Obviously. Exactly. Like, right? <laughs> if you're going to be that particular, how about you don't leave Prince behind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was also mad. Now I understand why this question moved the plot forward and all but that being said i can't believe that blair underwood asked her an interview question where do you see yourself in five years what What? (laughs) that's an interview question why would you ask her something like that (laughs) i understand the reasoning i understand yeah getting her to think about her future blah blah blah, but i was irritated i was like why would he ask her an interview question i somebody asked me that on a date one time Mm -hmm. and how'd you feel to, uh, well, he was an hour late to the date and then kept talking. <laughs> yeah. the, the, here's the, the only reason I was still there is because I ordered food because I was like, well, I'm hungry, so I don't give a shit. And so I was right. still there eating when he got there and then was trying to tell me how much he loved positivity seminars. And I was like, oh, I don't understand like, oh, how somebody how somebody. How does how does he, how is he so obsessed with the future if he can't even manage the present? <laughs> like he, an hour late. And first of all, he's lucky you were still there. The only reason you were still there is because you were eating. Yeah, literally the only reason. And then he still was like, "Do you want to go back to my place?" And I was like, oh "No." And he was like, "Come on." And I was like, "No." And, and I was like, "It was really nice meeting you." And he was like. Don't say that. Be like decisive. And I was like, cool. I don't want to have sex with you. And he was like, I appreciate your assessment. Have a good night. And then he just like walked away. He's like, I like your honesty. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to finish this coffee. (laughs) Was he wearing a fedora? No. Okay. They felt if they found that sounded like fedora words. Um. Um, yeah, somebody's asked me that, like, I don't know if it was on a date specifically, but definitely like over an app or whatever. And you're right. Like definitely when Blair Underwood said it, like I totally was taken in because it's Blair Underwood, but in real life, I'm like, ew, no, please don't. I hate that. Don't, don't. I hate that question when people ask me that at interviews. Don't ask me that on a date. Yeah. I I feel like (laughs) if they do that, you should follow up with references and be like, here are two of my friends. Call them and see if I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I didn't know that that was Kimberly Elise's big breakout role. I had no idea. Right. And um, yeah, I wonder how long it was before she did uh, Diary of a... Was it her that was in Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Mad Black Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I was very surprised that she ended up being the first person to kill somebody, though. Yeah. That Very yeah, surprised. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I was like, she shot Victor? I was sure it was gonna be Queen Latifah. <laughs> Me too, because Queen Latifah wanted to. She oh yeah, really, really wanted to. <laughs> that was <laughs> the scene where she's just like screaming and like you know the gun in the air, and I'm like hilarious. Um, <laughs> she reminded me of uh, of. Um, of Don Cheadle in uh, Devil in a Blue Dress when he was like, if you don't want him dead, why are you leaving with me? I was <laughs> like, he, you know, that character, he was like, like, he killed everybody. He just killed everyone. And then Denzel would get mad. And he's like, but if you don't want him dead, why are you leaving with me? That's a fair question. That is a fair question. Fair. I could have used a giant mechanical spider in this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe, I couldn't, here's my thing. I couldn't believe that John McGinley let Jada Pinkett Smith go. Mm, yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe he let her go. But he did owe her because he shot her brother, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that might be why, because he does seem to show true, like, real remorse after yeah. he finds mm-hmm. out that it's her brother and he was just mm-hmm. wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that does really, really kind of get to him, and maybe that is why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring her brother back, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I I actually watching it this time around, I was for many reasons, which are probably obvious, very annoyed by them humanizing him. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. right. <laughs> uh, you know, um like because I just I feel like that is I just I, I 
I don't think it's a high percentage of the story. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a high percentage of the the cops that are out there that that um, end up in his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, that was that was difficult for me to watch this time around for sure. But I was that being said, having his story and having him take a more compassionate view, I like. I think I probably needed that just in terms of like the intensity because it did kind of get intense and you know we recently watched rosewood and it's just like it's a lot so it kind of maybe like breaks it up just a little bit for me like just makes it slight you know what i mean like uh, it's it doesn't make it less difficult i don't know just processing wise maybe watching a movie about this it helps to watch somebody even be paid to act like they care um (laughs) and that's part of what makes movies sometimes that makes movies like this really difficult for me to watch because it was like i'm gonna watch black people get killed that's not gonna be easy you know what i mean so it was so that was hard but it was really so the moments that lighten that up were so great like when like we Mm -hmm. talked about the godfather moment and then like the pretty woman moment and like the romantic moments with blair underwood that made that made this movie for me, made it easier for me to sort of deal with so the, the amount of like black bodies dying in it. Well, before we rank it, I want you to rank something else um, that hopefully both of you are familiar with. I would like you to rank the set it off cruise Godfather moment against Destiny's Child's Godfather Ooh. moment in Writings on the Wall. <laughs> Oh man! Wow! 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 As usual, I'm gonna have to go with Beyonce. She's the queen bee. Mm. Mm. So, ooh, it's tough, right? It's it's so hard. Oh my goodness! Well. Oh, that was back when they had four members of Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was back in the, in the days of the four. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's in the no, 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 no. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to go with set it off and let me tell you why. Okay. okay. <laughs> because as much as we all love Beyonce... There was that moment when she looked to her right when Michelle fell and she was like, she better get up and continue to walk. So, um, See, that I'm makes me go, like her more. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with with uh with um set it off because I feel like those ladies would help me get up if I fell if I fell in my four inch heels. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, let's see. I think for me, um, you know, each group committed, okay. Like in the set it off side, like they gave them names, like <laughs> even cities that they had never yes. been to, but like said yes. that they were from. Like, mm-hmm. yes. But then again, with the Destiny's Child one, like they committed for a full album to these interludes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna say it's a toss up for me. I love them both. I would I would watch both of those scenes. Like mm-hmm. I would watch that again, and I you know love listening to those. But you know what? I think maybe set it off would edge it out just for for me just a little bit, just because when I do listen to the Destiny's Child album, I do skip through most of it. Mm-hmm. I skip through most of those. You know, so I don't know. Maybe just a little bit. A set it off wins. Um, well, let's let's rate the movie. Um, so uh, at Black Card Rehab, um, our rating system is out of five hair picks. So, what do you give this movie, winner? Uh, I'm gonna say four point five hair picks. Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. I feel like for all the things that that like for the things that we talked about, they were like, well, that was kind of weird, and that was kind of, but for the camaraderie between the women, like it through everything, they always stuck together. Even when we thought Stoney and Cleo might have a problem after the gun inc- incident, they still, they were like, dude, we've known each other since first grade. They put it back together. So uh, for those moments, for Blair Underwood being his most Blair Underwood uh, for, um, for the fact that Stoney got away, man, four and a half, mm-hmm. four and a half hair picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Paige, what about you? I think I'm going to go four 
But I, I mean, that being said, even though I'm like, oh, I could cut this movie down, like as far as like time and stuff, it's enjoyable the whole time. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's dragging or slow. I love the camaraderie. And there's some action in it, which is fun. And yes, Stoney gets away, which is awesome. So yeah, I'll I'll stick mine right around four. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say five. I enjoy this movie. Um, I love watching black women in charge. Um, black women make heroic decisions. I think, you know, uh, Queen Latifah's moment at the end is nothing but hero heroic. Like, oh my I loved gosh, it. Like, oh, so good. And also, just like the fact that these four very rich women, maybe not as rich as they are now, but like still rich, could convince me that they ain't got no money for two hours? <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's some acting. Okay. I don't, I don't know what, what African-American acting school they went to, but they took all the classes. Uh, <laughs> we trained under Robert Townsend directly. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, uh. Um. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Winter. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. It was so much fun. (laughs) Please tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on all social media. Um, I'm at Winter Spears on Twitter and on Instagram. And I am Winter Spears on Facebook. Uh, You can find out about my shows, all that stuff. So please come check me out. Okay, cool. You guys check her out. She's super funny. Um, She's collaborating with some really cool people too. Um, And Paige, what about you? You can check me out on all 47 podcasts that I'm on by (laughs) (laughs) following me on social media at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. Nice. Um, And me, I'm just promoting my Instagram stories right now. Check them out, you guys. Um, Follow me at The Dark Crystal. And we will be black next time. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh,